Tacos. Oh, we argued about tacos endorsements. Wait, uh, what you? By the way, we're recording right now. Just he just jumped the gun. I just jumped the so, gun. I don't care. All right. Oh, well, yeah, okay. Well, this is our eight forty. Big bottom. Where Andy Dow and I basically taunt Steve and Tony into picking a fight about who has the best tacos in California. What? What we'll find out. We'll we'll have to wait till Nam 2022 when Tony and Steve duke it out in a fisticuffs match outside the parking lot of Amori Tacos in lovely Cerritos. Well, and we wow. know that Cerritos is known for their their tacos. It's like the the place to go. It's 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 Taco Mecca. Cerritos. I hear that, that with a straight hear, face, Tony. I hear that Tony's. Tony's, uh, wow, that's where we're at. I, I hear that Tony's favorite taco place is the highest rated uh, taco joint in Cerritos. Yes. Highest rated. 4.2 stars on Yelp. How can you be wrong? Absolutely. Yelp is always correct. And an average rating of 6.8 on the Big Bottom podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to trust Yelp on this one. <laughs> wow. <laughs> We made, we made it through a lot farther than I thought we did. Oh, man. Hey, um, Stay tuned and you'll see Tony Polio take all of his clothes off after a drunken stupor. And if I had one more. One more one margarita. More. That's all. Now we know what it takes. Okay. Wow. He's a lightweight. Okay. <laughs> well, we, we find in that out, fairness, too. In all fairness, I had one upstairs before coming down. Oh. You're still a cheap date. I love it. Cheap yeah. date. Be- so, so, be- so be- Tony, before our fist fight, we're going to have a couple of tequilas, I'm not shots, sure. and then literally we'll just probably like cry on each other's shoulders. Like, I'm so sorry, man. I love you. Uh, yeah, that's what it'll oh, end up. Where did that little sound just come from? We just came from my phone because I'm using my, I've been using my phone, you know, to kind of like front light. Oh. Because, you know, if I don't, it looks like oh, that. So. So that, was one, that was one of my Zoom lessons of the year, for sure. Lighting. Yeah. Yeah, don't look like you're in a cave. Yes. Uh, yeah. Andy, are you coming the... to DM 2022? Uh, I cannot uh, confirm nor deny. But, uh, you know, it depends where I'm at. I don't know where I'm going to be at next week. Yeah. Well, you know, I'll, to be perfectly honest. I, I'll put it out this way, because I'm the one that usually deals with the badges. Ooh. Uh if you are able and willing to come out, I would be happy to make sure you get an artist badge to go. Well, thank you, Jonathan. I appreciate that. Look at, look, Tony's like, come on, let's do it. He's been telling me for like four or five years, like, you're coming to NAM, right? You're coming to NAM. I mean, listen, I haven't seen Carrie Nordstrand and, and, well, actually, I did see him when I was on California on tour, but before that for years, you know, right. there's so many people that I don't get to see. And of course, I think that's why everybody goes, right? Yes. And, yep. and I like the fact I like the fact that Tony's been inviting you, but John offered the Nam badge. I noticed that as well. Hmm. 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 Who's we the 6.8 now, Tony? I'm just saying. Now I know who I'm going to ask. I believe I did offer uh, Andy a badge before. Hmm. Not, not, but not. I, I don't. Not John, I don't. I don't remember to be honest. Not in a public know. forum where our parents are going to be watching. Right. 
This is my bro over here. So, yes. Yeah. Speaking of watching, um, Whoa, if ahead. you don't know, this is Andrew Dow, New York bassist and things, and um, Killer Hang. Killer Hang. Great so hang. He actually got, you know, invited to the intro right now. Here this we are. Most this is different. it. This, is, this episode was radically different from all the others, actually. So fun. So fun. It was radically different because alcohol was involved and we're not saying you should right. but we're saying you should if you do <laughs> join in yeah i wish i could have joined in next no time. it's okay all right yeah, you've got to punch and kick some stuff steve you'll be I back know. later for the I'll be back later for some whiskey yeah. <laughs> he's gonna get beat up and then i'll be like oh okay i'm now gonna go get my ass kicked so there you go i have to be for speaking the truth Yes. Yeah. Boy, everyone out there, enjoy Andy. And uh, even though he's here right now with us, and we're going to. Oh yeah. Did... Wrap up right now. Oh yes. So this. So we say each other's names. All we... right. Uh, but all right. So Big Bottom episode thirty. Steve Arajo. John Moody. Tony Paleo. Andrew Dow. It worked. It, it worked. worked. We did it. <laughs> Woo! All right. Well, it took us thirty. 30 episodes. <laughs> and we keep nailing it and getting better and better every time. All right, everybody, enjoy. We'll see you later. Bye-bye. Uh, hey, gentlemen, we are recording Big Bottom episode Boom. 30. 30? Oh, crap. 30, 30 on Cinco de Mayo. 30, 30. I was 30 and, once, long time ago. Yes, yes. Yeah. Happy, happy yeah, Cinco de Mayo. Yep. Everybody, cheers. I will, I will be joining in the alcohol a little bit later because I have a few things to do first, but I will be doing a little whiskey later. There's no pressure. No, there is. I'm having Blanco tequila <laughs> right now. I, I feel very uh, not in the group right now. D, uh, uh, social pressure. That's not right. good. <laughs> Viva hey, Mexico. Hey, yeah, uh, Tony, you want to do the introduction? Oh, yeah, yeah, introduction, yes. Wow. I mean, this is uh, we have Andrew Dow below us. Hey, yeah, yeah. I love that you said below. I'm, below I'm above. Below. Oh, for me, uh, I'm, he I'm here. Uh, okay, for me, you're so, there, so yes, I'm a lightweight <laughs> with alcohol. Oh, this is awesome. Tony's gonna get plastered. I'm sorry, an Italian lightweight. <laughs> Even at your first kids, pounds, <laughs> I am a lightweight gentleman. Um, it doesn't take much for me. That's awesome. To start to feel a little hoosha hoosha. So um, I'm feeling. I like feel like Steve is Steve. Dictionary term. It is a dictionary term, right? Okay. Yeah. I, I I think Steve's our designated driver for the evening. I got you guys. Because <laughs> that's not that's not usual. Usually, well, last one with Keith, I was doing a little Buffalo Trace. I was doing a little whiskey. Yep. So, yeah, but I made it through. But I got you guys, man. I'm t I do not mind being the DD. I'm usually a coffee guy. Mm -hmm. I'll just say this right now for anyone that's going to be listening. I don't know if viewers are listening. I'm waiting to have Jeff Berlin on. So when he's talking all seriously about education, which is, you know, a big deal. I mean, I went to Berkeley you, and you went to Berkeley. I'm going to just sit there and slowly eat flan the whole time he's talking. <laughs> Man, you're going to be his big, biggest friend. He's going to love you. <laughs> I'll have a t-shirt with a metronome on it. <laughs> That'll be great. I'm... I just eat flan and, and just say real I really hate the metronome. <laughs> I really hate the metronome. No, wait. 
I love the metronome. Jeff, what about the metronome? What about the metronome? <laughs> what about can, the metronome? And then we can have Steve Bailey chiming in. Oh my God. It'll just be the dichotomy, the two sides of the. I talked to Steve about coming on. We're going to get Steve nice. on too, actually. That'd be great. Nice. Well, yeah. Andrew, okay. So I don't know, but you're back east. Are you, you said you, you live close to uh, Peabody? Peabody? I, are you in Peabody, Mr. Puglio? I, I am in Peabody. Yeah. Oh, Peabody. It's Peabody. 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 Hey, it's Peabody, kid. It's Peabody. We all say Peabody, kid, around here. Yeah, kid. I know, I know that. I, you know, from being on the West Coast, I know it's Peabody. So are you are Peabody. you are you close to close to him? I I am I've been staying with family in uh, on the seacoast of New Hampshire. Nice. Yeah, for the okay. during the pandemic, I, I was in New York City and mm. came up for a gig, and then the pandemic hit, so I stayed. Mm. Probably a lot more chill and comfortable where you're at as opposed to New York. I mean, New York was kind of. A little bit, a little bit crazy, huh? I have not been back to, I'm going to go to New York the end of this month okay. uh, to go feel it out and, and figure out when I'm going to go back. But um, I have not been back since the pandemic. Wow. And, wow. you know, I've heard mixed things. I have a friend that uh, one of my best friends, he was a neighbor. He's not a musician. Uh, he's a photographer, artist, and he grew up there. And he was actually telling me recently that it feels like New York when he was a kid, you know? Because wow. a lot of the businesses aren't there, uh, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. the big businesses, mm-hmm. uh, there are less people in the streets, um, more places boarded up. You know, it's it's coming back, though, man. I, I see people now, you know, that mm-hmm. uh, friends of mine are, you know, have gigs again. And, and oh, yeah. New York's about to open up next month, I think 100 percent. Yeah. So yeah. Doors. Yeah. 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 Oh, really? Oh, that's great. Yeah. I think June 15th or something like that. I think around the same time. So. Good. Everything's supposed to be hitting again, man. And mm-hmm. yeah, man, we can just August first for Massachusetts, I believe. Nice. Is it? Nice. Yeah. I mean, there's how do you guys stuff happening in between? But you know, how do you guys feel as musicians about things opening up? Are you excited? Are you hesitant? I'm just curious about how people are feeling. I'm a little of everything, mm-hmm. you know, because I think obviously, on the one respect, you want to still try to do everything safe. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I, I, you know, I'm at that very I'm at that weird spot now where it's like, look, I've been doing everything safe. I got vaccinated, all that kind of stuff. But there is that, there's that tipping point of, okay, we can't wait for, you know, everything to get done. We've got to yeah. hold everybody's hand and say, look, this is a group project. The best we're going to get is a C. We just need to turn <laughs> it in. <laughs> True. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I agree with you, man. I mean, it's uh, I I've been a proponent of, of doing it the right way and people getting vaccinated and making sure that, you know, more people don't die, you know, because it's mm-hmm. it's been a, it's been a, 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 I mean, I don't have a word. It's 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 been awful. You know, we're we're incredibly blessed in this country to have the vaccine available that we do, you know. Oh, yeah. And, um, you know, it's lots of friends that I know around the world. They're they're in tough situations still, you know. Yeah, um, my uh, my fiance actually does a lot of music with Indian artists, and like she's just uh, mortified yeah. with what's happening over there. <sighs> yeah, that's terrible over there. Not good. Yeah, Japan's in another. I you know I talked to a booker about Japan, and they're they are officially locked down for the rest of the year. Japan for is- real. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Huh. Because they I did love, not know that they love like the 
pseudo modern fusion stuff that you know Diggs does. So, mm -hmm. and uh, I reached out and they're like, "Sorry, Charlie." Yeah, it's one of those. I would love to have you go there this but... year, anyways. But like, you know, I was hoping that they were going to be a closer match to where the states were, and they're not. Mm -hmm. I don't think many places are. Yeah, yeah. It's, Steve, uh, what's your opinion then? What's that? What's your opinion? John gave his opinion. What's yours? Mine is great. <laughs> well, why? Well, I'm really happy. Especially a lot of these GNL artists and stuff are are gigging. They're they're gigging. Right. They're being safe. They're being safe. You know. I mean, I mean, just be safe. You know. I mean, for me personally, I mean, I I've kind of transitioned. I still do gigs and stuff like that, but transition more onto the the business end of things, which I'm very blessed, very fortunate, but I, I'll still take gig here and there, man. But, um, we just, people need to work. I mean, the, what bums me out is the service industry. Like we've all talked, the, the restaurants, the servers, the chefs, right. cooks, along with musicians. I mean, it's almost neck and neck and you know, they, they need to work. They need money. They need to work. So the sooner stuff opens up, they can actually work. And a lot of restaurants around here, you know, finally opening up, they're having events, they're having private parties, you know, they're, they're being safe and everything. And yeah, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> Tony, why are you smirking? I see the smirk in Tony's face. I could hear it in his question before he even, like, <laughs> right. like hey, Steve, what about you? <laughs> I never drink on these. I never drink. Hey, yeah, yeah, man, I like it. I this like is it. the this is episode thirty. This is the first time I'm having any alcohol. I love lit lit up Tony, man, lit up Tony. Lit Tony. You know, I, I will say though, Steve, yeah. like you were saying, I think it's cool to see what what some of these groups or um, companies and things yes. across the board are coming back as. Mm. Because I think a lot of them are taking the time to realize that you know so many people have I would say very naively say when we get back to normal. Oh man, I'm seeing that already. Like, right? You know, and just it, and you know, I've even seen it like in the classical world when they're like, "Well, we get back to normal," and I'm like, "Well, first, hold on. You had you were already fighting an incredibly aging demographic. You couldn't meet True. with the younger generation. You finally started doing it with how you were integrating tech, and you yeah. want to go back? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, maybe you know, a lot of that stuff because." Um... You know, like symphonies and stuff like that. Just mm -hmm. having, I mean, that's obviously where a lot of these, you know, uh, right. orchestras, you know, the, the the Hamilton Orchestra. I have a buddy that plays up in Canada in the Hamilton Orchestra and other, all of us know people. And I mean, I'm sure for them, that's like, that yeah. was kind Did of. Did you say snow people? No, other, some other people. Wow. Some other people. Tony. <laughs> Tony. No. Hey, Tony, I mean, have another, <laughs> another sip, buddy. Keep going. I, I mean, say, you can call people in Michigan like me snow people too. I mean, I, I couldn't argue with that. I think, I think right now, every time we say, let's uh, let's think of a word like we say bass. Tony has to do a shot. <laughs> it's too late. No, I think we need to start that right now. But, no, but um, you know, sorry, Andy, yeah. you had to come on the first episode where it's Cinco de Mayo and like one thing that's kind of like. I mean, I think it's because it's a group of bass players, and I really like the bass, you know, and right. There's and it's not really based bait. in anything. Ah, I like it. I like <laughs> so it. But, you know, Steve, I mean, the thing is, too, is, I mean, none of us are going to argue that there is nothing like seeing a live performance, period, yeah. no matter the genre. Yeah. Nothing yeah. like it. But I think we also, 
the people that are putting those on need to realize there are still going to be some people, whether you agree with it or not, we don't care, yeah. that probably will never go to a live show again. You're right. Yeah. You know, yeah. and but they still are your audience. So yeah. the smart people are going to be, how do we still reach them mm-hmm. while still bringing this new, you know, new normal? That's stupid, too. How we move forward with this new knowledge we have. But language is really interesting, isn't it? Because like you said, like new normal, and then you pulled yourself back. I think that's just like a way, I think human beings, we, we, we're so uncomfortable right now because there's no way to gauge what you can plan for. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. We're still kind of in limbo, even with all these things opening up and it's like, cool. I think we all, like you're saying, we all want that finish line. We want the, when are we done? Yeah. You know, when is this? And I, and I don't think that that's going to happen as quickly as any of us want it to have happen, you know, because like mm-hmm. we were saying, like in this country, we're very, you know, we're, we're privileged to have what we have, but think about like all the people that you guys work with and know, and, and, and me and Tony and like, you know, that make their living touring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's not coming back for a while in many countries. Well, <clears throat> Yeah. I know there are some larger tours happening at the end of the summer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So some friends of mine in heavier bands and larger heavier bands are are going on the road. Are they going to Europe where I know they make more money? So in the metal community, they make more money over in Europe. Yeah. I don't see European dates logged. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Dates logged for the States. And it's also a bit of a testing ground too, right? Yeah, yeah, we'll see. I mean, we'll see what happens here. And- I, I think it's positive, positive, wishful thinking, which is yeah. wrong with that. That's, I think that's not at all. all. We've all had that, like positive, wishful thinking. Last summer was like, okay, July, okay, October. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit, it's going to be a fucking cold <laughs> look, again. Look at, look at the ones we did in early May when Tony and I are like, this thing's going to be done in June. <laughs> just fine. Wishful and I was thinking. like, don't yeah. curse it. Don't say a word. Yeah. Don't say a word. Yeah, um, so. I mean, I've had club dates. I know Steve, you played in the club the other day. Um, Stuff, yeah. I'll take it. I'll yeah. take the indoor mm-hmm. shows. I'll take it. I'm booked. Yeah. I don't have a lot, but I've got bookings throughout the summer. You know, right? Yeah. I'm a- I I don't think this is. Uh, take this lightly how I say it because I don't know the best way to say it. I don't think this is necessarily a, a terrible thing as far as. Uh, uh, forcing us to change our thinking to think about our own communities. Mm-hmm. You know, how can you make uh, a life out of music within your community, even if you don't live in New York City, even if you don't live in LA, even if, you know, whatever, because those places, you know, they're going to take time as well. But, yeah. and maybe that will force us as musicians, as an industry, to fight to get paid better where we live. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's not necessarily a bad thing because before we just accepted, oh, well, I have to book a tour in Japan this year to break even, yeah. you know, or I have to get a big gig with a big artist so I can pay my rent in New York City, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. So this may, I hope, I don't know, will force us to think differently in that way. It's not such a bad thing. Did you hear the theory, Andy, about the new potential roaring 20s i mean i i've I've heard that for months i again i think that's really positive 
hopeful. On the positive thinking. end of the spectrum, hundred percent. Are we going to have a, a new roaring twenties? I don't know. I mean, no one, I think this. Yeah, I guess no one knows. But I, know, I think this is the thing that that I, I can certainly say I've struggled with is just accepting that I don't know. Yeah, that's been a biggie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because no one knows. No one before knows. this happened, I was in New York City. I had my first New York band. I left the city so I could like save money to make my first big record, New York City record. And I was like, man, nothing could go wrong. And boy, was I wrong. <laughs> right. Uh, right. Yeah. You know, I was playing the first Boston Guitar Festival, the only bass player to be on the, out of the uh, chosen artist for the Boston Guitar Festival. And I was going to Japan. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. What do you do? Yeah. You keep on keeping on, man. You figure yeah, it you out. Keep on keeping on, you know. Yeah. yeah. And it's painful. Don't get me wrong. I think many times it's been like it's been a total roller coaster, and everybody I speak to is the same. But mm. like we've got to all keep ourselves lifted up and help each other. Yeah, I, I think right. that's. I think that's happened. I think a lot of people have uh, kind of uh, you know like like they've had a renaissance with themselves, like learning how to do different things to actually right. make it kind of thinking outside the box. You know, I think that's what we've all had to do, you know, and it's cool, man. Resourcefulness, you know, musicians right. are mm -hmm. resourceful. We're fucking survivors, you know, we're like, we got to get a gig. So, you know, I, I, you know, I, I try to think of it, well, positively, but obviously mm -hmm. times where you're just like, man, you know, you have man, to find you know, yeah, because it's easy to get nihilistic about it. You know, it's easy to get this view and you're like, oh, okay, hold on, snap out of it. No, we're going to make this and, and let's figure this out. So I don't know. I, I think it's, um, yeah, I think a lot of people did did great, you know, and learned some new mm -hmm. stuff, some new skills, just like what we're doing here. And a lot of people learned how to video themselves better, record better, record from home, do remote sessions. So I, I mean, mean how many cool. times have we talked about that kind of stuff on here just oh between the three of God. us? Yeah, that's yeah, fantastic, you know, and it's like, oh, shit, I, I, I wasn't doing any remote recording. Now I, I have a little home studio where I, oh, man, you know, so I dove back hard into jazz. You, mm -hmm. Dude, yeah. Well, and Tony knows, I mean, well, you do too, Steve. I, I took a very hard look at my current trajectory of being the first call guy for musical theater, which is great. And I love mm -hmm. it. I'm saying maybe I don't need to do all those shows anymore. Maybe my yeah. solo stuff that I really like doing yeah. really needs to take John a lot. Jonathan, where, where are you living? I'm in uh, Kalamazoo, Michigan. So, oh, in Michigan. That's actually a good scene out there, yeah. Yeah, the, the musical theater scene, especially in Kalamazoo, rivals most large cities, wow, which, cool. which in one respect is crazy, and the other part is just like that we have that type of arts support is just I, I try not to take it for granted because I, I, I love it out there. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Your yeah, solo was, stuff, John, and Andy's are not really radically different. I mean obviously you you're you're different players, whatever, but mm -hmm. I definitely put you guys in the same category actually. Well it's really interesting because I was gonna say because you mentioned that I actually like for years was doing theater work just to, you know, pay my bills and mm -hmm. and then and then I got a uh I did uh, a Broadway tour bringing on the musical Okay. And because I had actually gone through Michigan, that's why I was asking. And nice. And then, you know, I got to New York, I moved to New York and uh, and a and a friend of mine that I worked with in that, who's like the biggest arranger on Broadway, was like, hey, do you want to audition for this, audition for this? And 
and and I did and I didn't get it friends of mine got it but you know I was still doing I came up here to do theater work to save to make a record in New York you know it was just my mm-hmm. job you know right but during this time it actually allowed me to think like I don't want to do that yeah 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 that's not who I am that's that was my job but then in music if you if if that's what you choose as your job that's what people see you as exactly Exactly. Like so many times, like I'd have, um, I'd sit in for some blues bands outside and it's like people that I know really well, they'd be like, Oh, I never thought you were available. I'm like, why not? Why didn't you ask? Oh, I thought you were doing just musical stuff now. Yeah. Like, no, I'll do whatever. <laughs> you know, it's like, if the calendar was open, I'd do the gig. It's a but good yeah. lesson though. Yeah. It's a good mm-hmm. lesson. I remember years ago getting to have a dinner with a bunch of uh, great musicians that were playing in Boston and, uh, uh, Lionel Luweke is bass player. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I was talking to him and what a great guy. And, and I was telling him like, Hey, you know, I'm, I've always wanted to go to New York. And he's the one who said, you know, the thing with New York is if you go to New York and you don't do exactly what it is you want to do, if somebody calls you for a Brazilian gig mm-hmm. and you do a great on the Brazilian gig, guess what you're going to get called for next? A Brazilian <laughs> gig. Right. And guess what you're going to be known as a Brazilian. So you have to know who you want to be. Yeah. And I think that this time period has really allowed a lot of us to really reflect on that. Yeah. Right. You know, and I think at least even for me was like you said, musical theater was steady, steady work, steady yeah. pay. I, and especially when I started it, you could go uh, do a gig, come back at a reasonable hour. You don't smell like smoke <laughs> and you could sleep in your own bed. Yeah, no, I failed to find a downside. Yeah, but at yeah. the same, and I think some of it though was also because I never thought any of my solo stuff would really make it. Hmm. Uh, and uh, I think it was coming through just um, like my my first um, album was actually I recorded it during my divorce mainly because mm-hmm. that that's what got me through it. Yeah, but it was that kind of thing of and hearing some of the things people were saying, and I'm like, you know what? Maybe my idea of making it with this solo record needs to change because obviously if it's reaching these certain people a certain way, maybe that is the success kind of thing. And so then, and so then with this whole thing with no thing, well, the only thing I could do right now is just my solo stuff. Well, that seems like pretty, a pretty awesome idea. I never had time to (laughs) devote this to myself. Now, what are we going to do? I, I always remind myself of this great uh, quote I, I read. It was um, years ago after Bill Evans, you know, had become Bill Evans and he was interviewed and uh, the guy interviewing asked, you know, when you got to New York, did you go out and did you do, you know, sessions where you're trying to like meet people? And, and he said, no, I knew if I stayed home and took care of the music, the music would take care of me. Wow. And that's what I that's, that's what great. I remind myself all the time. That's a heavy statement. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And shoot, man, Bill Evans just whew. Yeah, yeah, man. All right, well, thanks again, everybody. Big bombs. (laughs) (laughs) On that note, we can't go. (laughs) On that note, I gotta get another margarita, right? There you go. Exactly. Well, um, Andy, have you um, have you been doing recording? Just talking about like. You have a little home studio or you've been doing recording? So I actually, yeah, I actually, um, you know, when I got, you know, stuck in New Hampshire last year, I, I 
I got a little bit of gear and started uh, recording some solo stuff, actually. Excellent. And, and, uh, and then released my second solo record, November, beginning of November. Hmm. Um, and then I also was learning how to mix. Yeah. So I had, I had recorded a trio session in New York before I left. And so I've been mixing that. Um, <laughs> that's gone very well and very badly. <laughs> I, I've, already, I've already gotten, thank goodness, my friend is uh, mastering it because I've gotten masters back twice and I'm still not happy. And it's, it's all me, you know? Dude, that's, like, that's a huge thing. Drums, I mean, right, drums, piano, bass? Is that what it is? Uh, drums, saxophone with effects and bass, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah, it's it's going to be so good if I could just get it, you know. <laughs> but, you know, that's the thing when your your expectations are like this and your level is there when you start, you know. Right. But you then it. you're doing it and you're learning new skills. Doing it. That's like a renaissance, you know. Maybe maybe that's what this Roaring Twenties is. This It's a rebirth, you know. It's a reach out. I don't know, man. It's, uh, it's very interesting. I've very heard Andy's stuff. He's hard on himself. Yeah. Yeah. Which is great. I mean, he's hard on himself, man. Yeah. I think we all are, you know, I mean, we, we oh, want it to be great. He yeah. fucking kills it actually. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I love drunk Tony. Drunk Tony's the best. <laughs> I mean, I gotta, I gotta admit, as soon as you said saxophone with effects, I'm like, I'm, I'm ready for this album right now. Yeah. Thank you, man. I, I am too. The saxophone player uh, is named Jared Yee, and uh, he's just kind of a staple in New York. I went to school with him at Berkeley, and mm -hmm. he plays in Adam Neely's bands, and he's just like the most beautiful human being you could ever meet. So, so cool. he's he's really special. I can't wait for people to hear this. Dude, that's going to be rad. You know, you bring yeah. up something that we never we never talk about, but it's always one of those unspoken things. How important is the person themselves over the musicianship for a group <laughs> i mean i i can speak to oh, I, i'll start i mean while well, you guys think but i don't want to talk the whole time but for me because of my personality it's crucial mm -hmm. um but i also like the drummer that was playing in my group in new york he has this great group with these superstar musicians jazz musicians and he has a piano player and a saxophone player that are polar opposites and don't get along. Oh. And I remember once, and they're, they're, they, I'm sure they like each other, but musically they're just like fighting the whole time and arguing with each other. And I went to see an open rehearsal before they recorded a record. And, and I asked him afterwards, I was like, man, wow, that was, that was intense, you know? And he smiled and he said, that's what I want that energy in the band that tension yeah okay. so it really i think it depends what you want the end result to be yeah. and also how sensitive you are to that <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah and probably the situation too because if you're like for your for that situation is probably at attention and kind of good but if you're like say like a touring musician you got a bunk with this jackass that you fucking hate that sucks you know yeah. you're touring with whoever whatever it is you know so it's probably you know, a, a different thing, but I don't know. I, I think I think the hang is important, obviously, but it the hang's like huge. Men. But I mean, it, to talk to yeah. about what Andy's saying, like in yeah. Dig, the four of us, yeah, every single player has a slight degree of a Type A personality. Yeah, and, <laughs> and and Andy, you know one of them. I mean, you 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 know, you know my drummer, so you know yeah. Zeke. Yeah, I mean Zeke's not exactly like a low key guy. You know, um, 
it's probably good to have a, a certain point, you know, like it it's keeps you it, on your toes. It, it basically works. Yeah. It basically works. I'm like, mm -hmm. nobody's a wallflower. Yeah. And there's a little bit of a little bit, just a little. Um, but as long as it's respectful, it can work. It's right. completely, Absolutely. utterly respectful. Yes. Completely. Yeah. Uh, and, and I mean, Tony, knowing you as well as we all do, I wouldn't expect or I wouldn't expect anything less from your group. Yeah. To have a little <laughs> bit of that bravado, a little bit of that rough edge that every now and again grinds on everybody just enough, but you know that you're by, still all bro. You are by my group. guys. Yeah. I love it. Well, is it? If I'm actually the, probably the least, I'm probably the mellowest out of the four of us. If it's drunk, Tony, it's totally different. <laughs> drunk, Tony. <laughs> So, 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 if uh, if drunk Tony goes on stage, is Dig Batera a different group? Then is it more of like? Well, I have to say, you'll never see drunk something Tony like that. Stage. I drunk have Tony a, on stage is Spinal Tap. I will never ever drink before I go on stage. Nice. Not even one drink to warm up or anything. I, I learned that lesson as a kid. That was a tough mm -hmm. lesson to learn. Oh yeah. Uh, I will have an occasional glass of wine before I record. Sure. That's more highbrow. A little more. <laughs> yes. You know, a lot of people say, well, just to take the edge off. I mean, you're committing to, yeah. you're committing yourself to something permanent, right? Right. So um, if you're like an already like a kind of an anxiously like go, go, go guy, um, I think it's all right. You know, I think it's okay to like take a glass of, of wine. Boom. I put a post out recently what red wine goes best with recording ballads before oh, yeah. noon. Yeah. Right? You know, and uh, I gave you some uh, solid advice. <laughs> I got some really great responses actually from the from the community. Yeah, that's funny. Um and uh I will do that, but I I don't go on stage and drink. I'm like I treat it completely differently. There's I will level of professionalism. Play. You know, you have yeah. to yeah, I mean it's not well, like, it's like Andy said, you know, we're still doing a job. Yeah. You know, yeah. You you wouldn't you know you wouldn't walk into your job at Burger King, grab a beer while you're while you're sitting at the at the front desk. Kind of thing. No, I mean I'm usually. The first, I, guy I don't there. know. Maybe maybe at Burger King you would. I don't remember. So. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I think we all know that you know people who can play their best uh, when they're drinking or drugging or whatever they're doing. Not that I'm condoning that, but yeah. uh, you know I think that that's just part of their regular cycle. Yeah. And so they've gotten doing, used to doing everything, you know? Yeah, I can't. I'm worthless. Yeah. Like, nope. I can't. Yeah. Yeah. It's not my thing either. Yeah. And if unless I record, you're doing then... Zoom calls. Yeah. Unless, unless Zoom. Zoom call is a different story. It's not <laughs> really fantastic. Let me just tell you something. So it's Cabo Wabo tequila. Uh, Blanco oh, that's tequila. good stuff. And instead of um, triple sec, we use... Uh, uh, limoncello. Oh, what an Italian! Wow, is it a <laughs> call this a Rocco Rita? Oh, so right. my circle friends call this a Rocco Rita, and it's, it's great. Tony, it's not a margarita. It's a, a Rocco Rita. My middle name. Margarita. All right, so when Tony comes to visit, I need to have limoncello and any and tequila ready, and we'll be okay. You know, um, any great Saturday at the beach in real close to where Andy is. Um, 
And Ryan, which, which beach? At Ryan Beach and Janice. At 1020, uh, of you'll see a bunch of middle-aged men drinking like ice drinks uh, in the morning. And uh, by the way, t- Tony goes to that beach because that's that's the uh, the beach for uh, surfing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, the big surf, well, surfing beach. Surf beach, yeah. Um, the Janice Beach Surf Club will be there. And at 1020, you know, that's our little thing. Nice. Uh, we basically have Rocco Rita's every 1020. <laughs> So, Tony, do you know water to Tony? Sets. Do you know Do you know Zap Zap's shop on in Seabrook Beach? I know Mike Powell very well, actually. That's funny, <laughs> man. Yeah, Mike. I just met him on the beach. I was taking photographs the other uh, a couple weeks ago. What a great guy! He's crazy. I believe that. <laughs> um, I'm <known laughs> still a great guy. Yeah, no, he's a good guy. Um, I've known Mike for like, dude, like I don't even want to say like thirty years. Yeah, no, he knew all the people I used to play in rock bands with when I was a kid. We and, lost yeah. touch. I saw him a couple of years ago. He's a, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. He was hanging with his kids and his dog and just, yeah, it was a hang. He owns a shop. Yeah. Nice. And uh, he has a great mom because his mom helped him with all that stuff. <laughs> Dope. Yeah, that's fantastic. And Mike's my age and I've known Mike for forever, you know. Forever. That's dope. And he's a great surfer, by the way, too. He's that's what I hear. He spent a lot of winters in Hawaii and everything. So Woo! yeah, he's a spoiled kid, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I 19, know. 20, 21, 22, all those winters was like in Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> the best waves in the world. Hey man. Yeah. So that's anyway. Cool. Hey, so, uh, Andy, what are you t- talk yeah. about? Let's talk about, uh, like, let's get into some nerd stuff. Now that yeah. I'm done with my That's why I said, and anyway, I was, wet, I was ready. Segway. Ah. <laughs> what, uh, what, I, I, I'm kind of shocked it's been this long, because I know where it goes when I'm talking to Tony. Dude. Yeah. Um, Bases, what are you playing? Was that what you were going to ask, Tony? Well, of course. Steve, what? thank you for asking. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Andy? Oh, it's show and tell, too. I gotta ask because, you. Oh, yeah, because, listen, my whole life I've been searching for this bass, and I finally Ooh. have this. Oh. This is a Martin Keith. Ooh. Okay. Damn. This, this is my custom Martin Keith. It's a semi-hollow. It's built like an acoustic guitar, so it's wow. it's. Uh, um, yeah, chambered or. Yeah. yeah no, yeah. it's not even chambered. It's oh. uh, it's got bent sides and everything. Wow. Look at that. Yeah. One 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 Nordstrand pickup from my friends at Nordstrand. Yep. That's it. Uh-huh. The most beautiful bass. Wow. Look at that. Where, where Where is he located? Is he over by you, Martin Keith? No, Martin Keith's in upstate New York. He's okay. in uh, Socrates. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, to you, Steve, that would be over by that's us. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, all the, that's close to all you guys. That's everybody. That's right. It's equal. Anything to- east of like Joshua Tree, Steve's yeah. like, oh, back east? <laughs> yeah, back east. <laughs> and then this is an older bass that was made by... Um, uh, made by um, what am I trying to say? Uh, Brian Rostola. Yeah. Rostola. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Who, who I'm actually going to see soon. Uh, thankfully, it's been six years, but uh, he's not building right now. But really? you going to see Brian? My... Really? Yeah, he's in New Hampshire. Mm. I love um, Brian. Yeah. He he and Allison they moved to uh, Mexico, made a home in Mexico. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, they're doing great. Cool. Are you mainly <clears throat> a six string player, Andrew? You play six. That's that's my base. It has nice. been since I was a teenager. Very cool. Very cool. 
Yeah, I remember being a kid and hearing Patatucci and Anthony Jackson, and that was just, Mm -hmm. that was it. Done. (laughs) I love it. Well, those are, hey, man, those are masters of that. I got to think, I got to tell you something about, like, a little, it's really not even much of a story, but when I first played the Bass Bash, and I'm opening up on a Friday night, and we're starting off with, like, a mellower tune that kind of expands, and it's a shorter tune, so I'm like, okay, we'll put a shorter song for the first set. I'm looking over. And there's John Patatucci, 25 feet from me on my side of the stage with his arms crossed, just watching me with Victor Wooten right next to him. Ha! No pressure. Yeah, exactly. I will openly admit I had a wrong note right away. I, it's all right. If, if you could have composed yourself at that point and just nailed a tritone while looking right at him, uh, just like. Ah! <laughs> I slid, I slid out of it, right. you know, I slid out of it, but I'll openly admit I had a wrong note right away. That's okay. Or was it? Yeah. I mean, you know, and it, it's one of those things too. It's, it's all now. how you stick the landing on that kind of thing. Yeah. Because I'm, you know, I'm sure both Patatucci and Wooten have been in that situation more times than we'd ever care to mention. And it's, it, it, they'll probably say the same thing. It's not hitting the wrong note. It's how you, you know, recover from it. Yeah, that G sharp became an A real quick. Yeah, and, and as long as you play with conviction, that's all right, man. I like to I like to think that we all have a bad relationship at some point in life, and then it's what you do after that that makes you you know makes you yeah. go old. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's true. That's funny, man. And that was your moment. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, that was that was brutal. But it was it was a good show. It was definitely. No, I, I just wanted to say because uh, Patatucci, the only time I met him, uh, I was back in Boston. Uh, I don't remember for what or or I hadn't left yet. Anyway, I was hanging out, wandering the the halls of Berkeley after I had already left, and and I and he had started teaching there. So oh, I was no. like, oh, oh man, like I gotta find Patatucci, you know. And and I found his office, and he was teaching a lesson, and his uh, his uh, secretary. You know, I was just saying, man, I'm a big fan of John. I was just looking to see if I could say hi. And she said, oh, wait, he's almost done. She was so sweet, you know. Wow. And then he comes out and he looks like he's got to rush somewhere. And she said, you know, hey, John, you know, he just wanted to say hello. He stops. And I said, hey, John, I just want you to know, like, you know, I started playing six string bass as a kid because of you. And he just looked at me and said, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and then laughed and left. <laughs> That's awesome. Nice. That was his response. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I'm so, and I was stunned. I was like, what do you mean? Oh, okay. Because I was so serious, you know? Beautiful guy. I have a Patatucci story also. He, really? Well, well, so he lived in Long Beach and he went to Long Beach State. He, he was a coaster before he moved back east. All right. And this was when I was studying with people I, and I wanted to take lessons from him and I had gotten his number from somewhere, somebody, and I left him a message. He actually called me, left me a message saying, you know what, I, I'm not taking students right now, I'm moving, I'm so sorry, but you know, please accept. Yeah, he was, left me a message. I was like, sweet guy. That's freaking mm-hmm. rad, man. Just a sweetheart of a guy. It's like, dang, all right. So anyways, that was it. That's great. All right, next. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Steve is the DD on this episode. Dang, dude. I, well, you know what I'm drinking? I'm drinking this uh, caffeine sparkling bullshit water. I don't know what it is. Oh, it's the caffeine. It's the caffeine. Yeah, I'll have whiskey when he's after. When oh, he's yeah, I'll have buffalo. Tra- yeah, by the way, what is everyone drinking? We know margaritas. Julio, rock-a-ritas. Steve, Steve, can you say that? Margaritas. Margaritas. 
margaritas. <laughs> I got to bust balls. My accent's not ball. that bad. <clears throat> no, it's pretty bad. Why does Steve I, say his R's? I, I do. Yeah. That's too bad, man. I just bust balls on Tony. Margarita? You drinking margarita? All right. Speaking hey, of busting balls, should we, should we talk about the, the comment today? <laughs> which, which one? Which one? Which comment? This this the one where Steve was like, sorry, I, I've been busy. I've been dealing dealing oh. with somebody. And I said, yeah, Tony can be an ass sometimes. Oh, yeah. Steve's like, I got an artist that's being a pain in the ass. I got to deal with this artist. Yeah. And then John's like, well, we know Tony can be a pain. <laughs> <laughs> Again, busted. By the way, Jonathan, I saw you. You you said something on Facebook last week that I, it was very sweet, actually, talking about you know artists and dealing with artists and oh my and my yeah. pro tips I do because usually and it's funny because I I think it's I've tried to figure out because I always seem to have the worst uh, artist relations stories compared to somebody like Steve or things. And I think oh, it I comes down to, um, I think it comes down to price point because, you know, I work for a string company. Yeah. The price point of that is very small. So I think, you know, people are a little more brazen to ask for something free from that rather than like, if I went over to Steve and said, yo, give me a G and L kind of thing. <laughs> I get some bad ones. I just ignore them and I don't talk right. about them. Fuck it. I mean, do um, you guys do you guys constantly I mean, get asked? For, you know, you should do. see what I get. Do you do you guys get asked like all three of you for free shit all the time? Um, a lot. Depends. It's yeah. and it's weird because it comes in waves. Yeah. You know, but a lot of the stuff is is funny too because you know I'll get these guys that are like, I've been using GHS for thirty five years and I can't imagine ever using anything else and I'll say and I'll look at their stuff. You know, because I'll look at all of them, you know, it's just some, it's like, you, you know, you set up criteria just to make your job easier. So you can look and be like, no, there's, they're, they're, no, they're just not there yet. Or, you know, and you judge also by the tone of their email. Yeah. Yes. You know, it's like, okay, I could, you know, this person, maybe when I turn them down, I'll tell them why. Yeah. You know, but I'll get a ton of people that, you know, I've been playing for this many years and I'll, you know, say something and I'll be like, no, we can't, you know can't do it and they'll be like well the, like one guy i think a month ago said well i'll have a string endorsement by the end of the week and i was hoping it was <laughs> good like, for you yeah i'll be like one you won't yeah. two i'm just gonna pass this along to my, all my other artist reps i know do they not think that you talk to all the other reps i don't think they do i don't think i, I don't think i mean it's really a small industry if you really yeah, think it's about tiny. it we all know each other by, by the way, I didn't realize, John, you're GHS? Yeah. I'm so grateful. Like, I don't need an endorsement. It's okay. I, 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 I play other stuff as well. But thank you so much to GHS for making a wound high string that I can use for an F. Nice. Oh, also oh, you string it like that. So you use the 20. This is just, this is just for, for, you, for composing for a, new rec a couple new records that, are, that I'm working on. So I was like, I want to re-spring it to a different tuning, you know, because yeah. I have uh -huh. my other tuning on that bass. And I was looking at strings, and it's like, ah, uh, straight steel, straight steel, straight steel, straight steel, wound 20. Nice. Thank you, thank you. Thank nice. You, you know, and, and the funny thing is, too, is it's like, tone-wise, it's really not different. Yeah. You know, it's really not different from just a plain 20. But feel, yeah. it matters a lot. Hmm. you know and I, I actually i have a seven string that i use and that's the only 
uh, high F I'll put on it because of that. It's like, look, yeah, I know it's going to be, we're splitting hairs in terms of the tone, but in terms of the field going across, you know, if yeah. you're playing six regular strings and suddenly you hit that other one, it feels bad. It, yeah. And it yeah, I mean, it's just something that you shouldn't have to get used to. So I'm just really grateful. That's mm -hmm. cool. There's Dope. three things I feel that matter the most to a higher end player. I don't think I've ever mentioned them on here before, but to me, there's three things that matter the most. Coffee, whiskey. What's the other one? You guys are so bad, okay? Margarita. You can't argue with those first two. Those are spot on. Thank you. All Margarita. right, well, coffee's definitely up there. No, um, what, whatever you're playing for strings, neck profile, and whatever your back line is amp-wise. And everything else is kind of, I don't want to say it's completely malleable, but I think for me, those are the three big things that people don't think about. People don't like... Oh, well, if I'm playing this Jackson or I'm playing this Sadowski or whatever, you know, it might be. Um, I've got this custom shop fender. The, the neck profile has to be a certain way for me. The strings have to be a certain way for me. And what they're going into mm -hmm. has a lot to do with it. Yeah. Everything uh, else is like semantics. I, I used to be pretty obsessive about all of it, so much so that it was like... You know, I wasn't taking care of business and yeah. doing my job to be a better player. You know, it was just obsessing. Yeah. And and then I, I went back to school at 33 to Berkeley and all of the amps, this was before they, re, you know, got new amps, but all of the amps were shit. <laughs> In all of the rehearsal yeah. rooms, all of the ensemble, they were garbage. Yeah. So I it forced me to learn to play with, anything yeah that doesn't mean i have to like it but that means mm -hmm. i have to turn off that little oh, yeah. voice yeah and do my job and play as best as i can you know Just yourself this is it yeah 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 well, but i don't, do dis I don't disagree then? that those are important yes andy what was in the rooms back then uh Pretty? They had a bunch of bro. No, this was this wasn't that long. I mean, <laughs> wasn't that long ago? <laughs> I wish. Uh, <laughs> But no, they. This was before Aguilar started putting amps in the rooms. Um, they probably had like some like cheapy fenders or something like that, or probably yeah. They were just cheap like, fenders and yeah. things, but the, yeah. but like, and they weren't serviced regularly, and you know, oh, okay. like they were awful, you know. And actually, at the time, Epifani, after I had left, Epifani had put a few amps in because I know Lincoln was there, and yeah. uh, I think he still is. But but anyway, it was before shit got good. <laughs> Yeah, man, you you learned. So, so, so you could sit there and say, you know, kids these days don't know how rough we had it. <laughs> it's true, man. It's true. It's true. Yeah, but you know, with, with the artist thing too, like uh, Andy, you know, it definitely it's the tone of the email and the tone. Mm -hmm. it, that that at least, even if you end up not doing anything, it's nice, and you can write back, and at least you have a rapport. You know, like right. it, yeah, it, it builds a rapport, it builds a relationship, and. You know, and I get, you know, especially younger kids, I get like when we were all growing up, we, you know, to say that you were endorsed by a company, you're like, oh, my God. You know, it, it, it's like the status thing. So, I, I mean, I get it. I get the right. hunger for it. I totally understand it. It shouldn't I, be that way. No, well, I would love it. I understand why it is, but it but shouldn't it is. be that way. I was yeah. like that. I, it is you, because it's your energy as a young yeah, person, you know? It's yeah. And it's also like putting people on a pedestal yes. and thinking like, oh, well, you know, 
Victor Wooten plays a Federa. I have to play a Federa. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter, you know? Right. And then you get older and you realize that none of that matters. No. Yeah. yeah. But when you're young, you're like, fuck, if I can say that I'm endorsed by Fender, Aguilar, whatever. Totally. Like, Woo, yeah, you know, but, you know. I, mean, I, I still, yeah. still me when I got my first endorsement was just that. be like, I've made it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And looking back, I'm just like, man, nope. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> And that, so, and not to take away from what you guys are do, because like as an artist, you know, if I need something and I can't get it where I am, and I can call somebody and say like, where yes. can I get this? Right. That makes all the difference in the world because it allows me to be comfortable to do my job to the best of my ability. Yeah. That's really you know, important. But it doesn't think, mean that you lean into that, and that's the thing that's going to make you good, all yeah, good. Yeah. Right. But it's you know, I, you know, right. I, and I think what for me was. Um, one of my buddies in, in the musical theater circuit, uh, he is a private banker. Mm, wow. Meaning, yeah, he works at PNC. And when you reach a certain level of your savings there, you are you do you do not go into the regular customer service. You do not talk to you have a direct line to him. You know, so God. my buddy deals with, you know, because we're in Kalamazoo and that's where, you know, Pfizer is. Yeah. Striker. So he's dealing with all these people, you know, who's, you know, millions and stuff. So he's dealing with them directly. And it, when he was telling me about the, you know, the care that he likes to give them, because it's like you're saying, Andy, about the thing of like, these guys need to call and they have these very big projects they have to do, much like if somebody's on tour and you can help them do that. He's like, it's kind of cool. And I, I started thinking, I was like, man, really, I'm the private banker as an artist relations guy to some of these huge guys that are on the road. Yeah. You know, and once I started putting it more in that way, you know, and is when, you know, started people being like, man, you know, I couldn't do this tour without you. You've been invaluable. I can't, you know, and it's, that's right. Right. And it's just more of that. It's like, no, we're, we're working together on this. But I, but I wish that I, I think I said this to Tony when we talked the other day, I would love to see you guys do one whole program on artist relations just to speak to younger people and say, like, listen, this is yeah. what we look for. This mm -hmm. is what we expect. And it's just because we're a business. You know right? my thought on this already, Andy. And I'm like, I'm usually a very positive guy, but I'm a negative Nancy in that realm. <laughs> you know, the the other thing on that note is that, that if, Another thing to take away from the the you know millions of people that are going to be listening to this, all the musicians everywhere around the world, and all our parents, all our yeah my parents yeah the parents the, right the, the two your parents, parents listen to your stuff yeah they do the eight set of parents that are going to be with us come on they're all going to be listening <laughs> no but but that that we all know each other like mm -hmm. we all know each other we all we're all one degree of separation from any manufacturer any i mean literally we yeah. just just between us right here the four the majority and then you start sticking a couple other people i mean literally one degree of separation so when like if you start getting a reputation people know like oh that oh man good or bad yeah so oh, yeah i'm gonna just say it because i'm this is just it i have a very different opinion on this steve is enjoying this way too much already I mean, I'm, I'm going to have this on repeat as soon as it goes live. For yeah. like, a <laughs> yeah. Go Usually, ahead. I do the 24 hours of a Christmas story, but it's going to be 24 hours of drunk Paleo. Oh, <laughs> These guys God. know me already. I can't <laughs> wait. 
All right, let's go. So I have a very different approach on this. Extremely different. All right. Um, I'm, I'm of the age that I had to earn my first endorsement before even having an email address. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'll just say that. And a lot, it's not necessarily being ENR for Tsunami and now Tsunami getting into high end audio, which I can only imagine what's going to happen to me for after that happens. Um, a lot of people have asked me as a player, how do I get this? How do I get that? How do I get this? And I will, I'll admit this. I get a little, ugh, that's gross, right? Mm -hmm. It's one thing kind of giving someone advice about music or advice about a piece of gear or advice about a gig. But when people come to me, I want GK, help me get it. Hmm. Right. You know, well, uh, right. Yeah. Uh, you know, I look at it like this. I'm you doing you a complete, I'm not doing you any favors by fast tracking you there. And then there are someone, there are some players that Andy, that you and I know that are local to us, that are older than us, that might be prestigious teachers at a particular school near us. I have no idea what you're talking about. And, and, and that I've asked. What are you and trying I've, to say, Tony? And I've said this directly. <laughs> if you have to ask me how you get X, you're not ready. And that's that. Damn, that's cold. Woo! Cold blooded. Yeah. Nobody helped Damn. me with one of them. Nobody. Listen, None. I think the and I'm not a rep to anything. I you know have a couple companies that I really believe in and I play because they're amazing people. I just have personal relationships with them. That's it. That's it. And that's and, the core of it. Like that's the core. But, like I know my my advice to anybody would be just focus on your work yeah that's it yeah keep keep working yeah. keep doing your thing and then there's a tertiary effect that happens from that mm -hmm. right the tertiary effect is it's like being signed and and having an influence on a crowd and younger players and i'm just going to say it, there's a business aspect to it so this is the opposite sure. of wrong tony um can your reputation an affiliation with a company sell product. If it's a business. Yeah. If you can't, yeah. forget about it. Right. So I look at like Keith, who, you know, who I work for for Tsunami. All right. Well, he has a house and three kids. Right. I have a house and two kids. That's it. Oh, wait, wait, wait. You're flipping the bird in your thrash metal band uh, out of Idaho. Um, Okay, can you sell me product? That's it, man. Listen, to be I, fair I, though, a lot of really good metals come out of Idaho, Tony. Ooh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm that's sure. True. And if they can come Not, out of Idaho and they can go play a festival and they've got a following and they have people that I, I think you have to deal as an artist with reality of your situation. You know, the music that I play is not pop music. Mm -hmm. The music that I create. I feel really strongly about, uh, but I'm not going to sell out a stadium. You know, I'm not looking for a pop gig where I'm the bass player for so-and-so famous person and thousands and thousands of people are going to see the picture of the concert. 
and my gear is in that picture. I know. No, but Andy, here's the deal. There could be a rock guy that notices you, that notices, listens to you, and they're like, man, that guy's good. Man, he can play. Right. But what I'm saying is there there's a scale. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. if 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 I recorded a record and suddenly, you know, it blew up what that means in modern jazz and avant-garde music is very different from pop music. (laughs) Right. You know, but if it like, it became a thing that was getting some attention and was in magazines and things, then somebody may say, Hey, like you're playing what you're already playing our things. We'd like to help you out. Let us know what we can do. But if, if I'm, just doing my underground music and I go to a company, like I go to John and say, John, I want to get, you know, what can you do for me? That's messed up. Mm. You have to know what you do, who you are and just be okay with it. If you, if your goal is to get a, you know, an endorsement, like that means that much to you, get a pop gig with a famous musician. I mean, you know, a famous songwriter or something. Yeah. I mean, I look like this, like Michael Manring's one of our artists for Tsunami. Mm Mm-hmm. Great, right? And he's he's not selling hundreds not of thousands of records. Sales. He's not sell, selling out clubs. No, but you know he's. But he's a visionary. He's visionary. Mm-hmm. And how many rock bass players I've listened to like Thonk? You know what I mean? That record he did, that solo record he did with Alex Golnick from Testament, and be like, wow, this burns. Yeah. Wow, this is great. Yeah. Wow, I love this. Yeah. What's he but using? That's, that's what I meant. Oh, he's by... using that stuff. Maybe that stuff. But I have. Good. Yeah. Nice. Very, look at you. Wow. Amazing record. Ooh. Amazing record. That was the one that actually uh, changed my mindset from uh, because prior to that, I was a classical jazz bassist, very much in wow. the Ron Carter school of yeah. uh, the electric bass is really below me. Amazing. And when I heard that, I'm like, you know what? <clears throat> nope. Yeah. Nope. This this is where I want to go. You can play a ukulele and be a creative musician and make amazing music. It doesn't matter what the instrument is, you know. Right. You know, <laughs> but but to your point, Tony, like as an artist, I think you know, do you want to be famous or do you want to be an artist? Because not many people are both. Yeah. A very small percentage. Right. So there's, there's this gray area. And then and what goes along with that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's, it's up to the A&R to understand this is a potential artist. What is his or her effect on the people that would be buying my product? Mm-hmm. And that's, yeah. and then that's key. And maybe it's not a famous person, but maybe it's that that guy has 80 students in a greater metropolitan area of major city. Mm-hmm. That's so beautiful of you to say that. I'm glad you said that. That's really lovely, right? And that guy's an influencer, yeah. so to speak, to use, yeah. uh, you know, a millennial term. So what the uh, kids are using—that's what they say, right? Yeah, that's they're what they say while they're drinking the margaritas, right? So people are flying now. They usually will be doing PBR because they think it's hip and trendy. How did that come back? I don't know what I happened. Don't there. know. <laughs> don't know. Yeah, I do. Love I, signing teachers. I'll say this publicly. You're a teacher that has a good rep and you're and you're a yeah. good people person. And you know that, you know, you have a direct <clears throat> influence on several people. Contact me. Yeah. You know? 
I'm, I've done the same thing. As soon as That's somebody's lovely. like, we don't give care a lot more preference to younger kids starting out, even though I know that, you know, they're not going to reach the criteria I'm looking at. Mm-hmm. If they, you know, if I can see in their email, like again, going back to how, how the email is worded, um, if those kids have some sort of a fire, let's stoke that flame. Let's see where it yeah. goes. And there's an intangible, like if you kind of get a vibe from somebody, mm-hmm. you know, I don't do the email thing. Like in our form, we have a phone number, right? Like I call them up. Hi, I'm Tony from Tsunami. You got a few minutes? Yeah. You know? And I would and say then, no. And then that's usually. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would also suggest. Conquest that, cables are down the street. Thank you very much. You know what I mean? I would also <laughs> suggest that we say, you know, believe in the product. Uh-huh. Don't just try to get something to get something because it feeds your ego. Like, yeah, believe in. Yeah, the- this isn't a badge of honor. This isn't some sort of merit badge like you're, you know, like an overground artistic Boy Scout. You know, get rid of that mentality. You know, everything that I have, no matter how much money I've ever had in the world, um, I could get the YouTube gig tomorrow or something like that. You know, I'd still be using exactly what I have. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, man. I just had this conversation earlier today somebody maybe steve i don't know <laughs> but yeah it's a it's a case by case i mean for me it just depends you know yeah and it also means a lot too if uh you know it's it's almost like okay if this guy speaks for this person and i respect that person it's kind of like a mafia you know like you vouch for this guy all right and he's cool. going to be coming out to to nam yeah. 2022 and he's going to be Hell playing yeah. I love it, man. He keeps trying to get me to go to Nam. I went to Nam years ago, yeah. and I, it, what a wild time! I don't know how you guys do it and survive every year. I'm not sure myself, if we're honest. Dude. <laughs> I would go because for we the have hang. a routine, Andy. We but, have a routine. I mean, to be honest, I think that's really the only reason we still all do is it. the hang. Yeah, is the hang is the hang, and it's I, like I, said, I we do it because Tony and I schedule our plane trips. So that we either arrive on time or Tony goes and gets the rental the rental van because I he know, gets a big van I and then he drives go ahead. and picks me up like an Italian mother at the airport. And then we <laughs> go to Cerritos and we get tacos, which makes me really upset. It still makes me it's, upset we're not doing it next time. I'm taking you to a real fucking taco spot. You know, I can't wait you. Steve. Steve, you. Steve, you hang in there, man. You push them because real tacos... <laughs> You have to right here, buddy. Right here, you and me. Listen, I am a gringo, but my ex-wife is Mexican. Yes. Okay. And I spent a lot of time in Mexico. Tacos tu sabes, should not be. You don't. Papi, tú sabes, carnal. You know what? Estos gringuitos no saben nada que el sur de California creen que Cerritos tienen los mejores taquitos y. He's bragging on Cerritos. He's never even <laughs> been to the place that John and I go to. He's never no, even been there. No. And I and I have this discussion with many people. I have this discussion. John is cracking up. Also, California tacos are very different. Yes. But they can still be delicious. Well, it depends. And there's so many places. Listen, did you look at their Yelp review? Are Yelp. you shitting me, Tony? <laughs> He brought up a Yelp review. Yelp review. Tony, when I, when I, if I go to, I've never been to Argentina. If I go to Argentina, I don't look at the Yelp review to decide where I'm going to go to eat. Neither I asked the cat, I. I asked the cat on the street, you know, like. There you go. Hey, Listen, man, where okay. should I get some great food? 
So by accident, John and I stumbled upon this place. And then we went there. We're like, through Yelp. This place is great. <laughs> Actually, I think it was partly we were hungry and I had to pee. So <laughs> place so, to go right so, now. Andrew, okay, listen, look. Steve, I've got to tell you, first of all, the reason why Tony feels so great about that place, other than nostalgia, is that he lives on the East Coast. Thank you. Yes. You don't know. You don't know. So the, the thing is, is that Southern California probably has the best Mexican Hispanic, not just Mexican, but just no. Hispanic. I've spent a lot of time yeah. in Southern California. I'm busting you, man. I'm busting you. Guys are awful. I was born here. I grew up here. So there's a, there's so many other places with better ambiance, better just better than that Steve, place. Steve, Expand. you're talking about a place you've never been to. Uh, we were there. I, I love there that fact. You. By the did way, did you go to Did you go to uh, <laughs> Tacos with us? Yes, when we went up to. Fucking shit. John, did he? One time. Actually, yeah, I think he did once. I did. I oh. went one time. I went, yeah. I, I did. Was, I, I think it was dude. during the, uh, was it the tsunami hang? No, it was when we went up to fucking Schecter and we did that yeah. road trip. Well, no, that uh. was, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, that was when you both picked me up. And yes. then we had to, uh, we had to get, or Tony was freaking out because <laughs> when we were going to go see Scummy, he's like, do I, do I bring coffee or something? And I'm like, I think that would be a polite thing to do. So we make a special trip to Starbucks, go get coffee. And then as we find out, he brings it there, doesn't drink coffee. So Tony was upset. <laughs> I was upset. So we brought Scummy some coffee. And Wait, yes, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You can't say Scummy and not explain who that is. Yeah. Go ahead. Scummy is uh... Artist Repic Schechter. Yeah. Okay. Scummy. Mm -hmm. So anyways, me, born and bred. Scummy. Scummy. Yeah, to scummies. Born and bred, Southern California, Salvador, Salvadorian. I've eaten, I'm, I'm super fucking particular with my food to begin with. I know the best fucking Mexican, Hispanic, Let whatever food. And look at that fire. And, and we take him to Amori Tacos. And you take me to Amori Tacos. It's okay, but you tell me that this is the fucking best spot. Fucking bullshit. Sorry. Did I say it was the best spot? I think you I probably did. I said it was did. excellent. It's really good. It's all right. To be fair, Tony, you get really passionate about stuff. I believe you probably said it was the best spot. Thank you very In much. In that moment, you probably thought this is the best spot because it was a hang and, you know. And I'm just them. going, no, 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 no. I love this. I'm sorry I stoked it, but I'm not sorry. I love all of this. <laughs> well, Andy's time... like, as soon as this goes live, I'm just replaying this 10 minutes. <laughs> John, where's my backup? John, you like it too. I do like Christina. it too. But, I, you know, at the same point. It's the same thing. I like Angelo's, but I also realize what Angelo's is. So you know? I realize what Angelo's is too. Angelo's is cheap and dirty. Okay. Cheap, it, it's the cheap and dirty post-workout chorizo burrito that you we have worked. So John so and I will go to the gym like the Wednesday it. before Nam. Right. And then go like get the dirtiest, freakiest burrito in the morning. But you know what? That has its place. And there's good places like that. Especially Dude, Southern California. That's, that's I it. like Amori tacos so much that I stop in Cerritos on the way home, on the way back to the airport. Yeah, Look at Steve. Can't, he can't handle it. He can't handle every, it. Every every Sunday, is the next name 
There is going to be a bare knuckle fist fight in the uh, parking lot. I leave my car. Tacos which is usually Steve and a, Steve and Tony. Usually a truck or something because I always have a posse of guys. I usually have a truck or a van or something gross. I one time last mass for like no maybe not last time the time before I go. What's the ugliest minivan you have? Do you have anything with paneling? I want that. And they they delivered too. Yeah. That was gross. It's, it's like the it's like the fucking uh, Science of the Lambs Buffalo Bill van. Oh, can you help me with this? <laughs> this is always so many guys, right? So I get that, and then I usually leave it across the street. When we when we're done on Sunday, I'm squeezing Carrie and everybody else. We we go back over. And then uh, I usually meet Charles Larson, the um, the journalist for Talk Base and so forth. And when we go over to uh, Amore Tacos for a long meal in flan. No. I've, I've got to say, first of all, Steve looks like he's dying every time you say Amore Tacos. But the the uh, the last taco I had in California, I was on tour uh, like two and a half years ago uh, with the Villalobos brothers. Oh, yeah. And there was a little taco truck outside of LAX. Mm-hmm. Probably so good. Probably fantastic. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Taco trucks, like, literally are, are like grandma recipes. Grandma's usually in there, or the mom, the matriarch. It was a beautiful day. Fucking yeah. awesome, man. Yes. All right, so right, Steve will take me out next time, and I'll let him pick I, I think that that's very, that's very gracious of you. I think you, that <laughs> I feel like... Steve should go to Amori Taco and just give it a shot. And I then did. Tony, and then, to, I know Steve's like, no, <laughs> no. I did one but, time. And then, and then Tony should go where Steve chooses. And then you can have a rational discussion. There you go. Yeah. Did you hear that, Steve? Rational. Can you do that? <laughs> can I do that? Me? <laughs> You're here you first, went? folks. Nam 2022. Bare knuckle fist fight between Steve Araujo and Tony Pelé. That's okay. That's all right. We can, we can do. I'm not going to throw any punches. Tony knows what I'll do. I know. I'm not throwing any punches. He's going like, to roll me. He's just going to like. I was, I'm just going to ju- I'm just going to put Tony to sleep. That's it. I'll just choke. I you love out. that move. But but that's, that's love. But that's love. <laughs> I'm just kidding, dude. Never, <laughs> ever, ever. No, no, no. Uh, look, Amori Taco was good. It just oh shit yeah yeah it was good it was all right no all right. yeah but steve's right. just like it's good but oh yeah good is here for us in california on, on one where everything ten. else is like what's like that this. just like the one bite pizza on a scale of one to ten 5.2 all right <laughs> 5.2 solid 5.2 not good enough to go and drive an hour or two at all. Okay, no. John, what would what would you give it? I mean, I liked it. I would probably give it closer to maybe like a seven. There you go. Yeah. I feel like that Tony's still having a hard time with seven. Well, yeah, I, I mean, because here's the thing. We have, like in Kalamazoo, we actually do have a pretty sizable Hispanic population. And like yeah, I told no. Steve, we had this place called El Gallo Blanco. Okay. Mm-hmm. That we would that I would go into and the, you know, um, I took a buddy of mine from California. There, I was like, "Hey, I know it's not California tacos, but this is the best Hispanic place we have here." Oh. So he, as soon as he walked in, he's like, "Oh, this is going to be great, isn't it?" Nah, nice. And I'm like, "Yes," because you know, it, it's same thing. It was a, it was run by a Mexican family, yeah. like, yeah. and they did their family recipes and like, 
you ask the waitress, they're like, okay, what's the special today? And they get excited. They're like, well, we've found, you know, I love it. we found this pepper. So we've got, you know, we've yeah. got a Verde sauce. No, right. You know, and there's, and there's different types of Hispanic Latin food. Like you can't just like Mexican food, obviously everybody thinks, is, but there's a little bit of nuances and differences depending mm -hmm. on but also Mexican food in the U.S., especially on this part of the U.S., yeah. is so, so not Mexican there food. There is a tree right. in Stoneham. So Andy, we're close to us in Stoneham. Let's go. Exactly where, close nice. to where I grew up, right? Nice. Uh-huh. Uh, is Aaron's Taqueria. Aaron's a San Diego native. Nice. I know Ana. Yeah, Ana's Taqueria. Yeah, Anna, yeah. There's Ana's and there's, there's is Aaron's. This is a guy from, oh. um, he had a food truck out in uh, nice. San Diego. Ooh, and totally really good. He moved out here. Yeah. Only two streets over from the house I grew up in. Nice. And uh, so it's, it reminds me very much, and, and Gina says the same thing, like it's got a super California vibe. Yes. That's dope. It's just like when I'm yeah. out there. Well, Man, is it open now? Just like, yeah. Ooh, let's go. Take out right now. Yeah. Let's do it. Dude, you want to go next week? Yeah. Yes. Oh, sorry. Steve, I, I want to go. Pictures of it. It's really. Book yourself I, I love flight, that. Steve. I don't imagine Steve booking a flight to come have Mexican food here. <laughs> it, it actually sounds like pretty good. I bet it's going to be good. Yeah. He's an oh, he's a total Obin, you know, native. We talk about surfing and shit like that. Uh, so one more out there, and um, it's pretty cool. Actually, so back to uh, Amari Taco. I give it. Uh, I give it a solid eight two. There you go. Damn. That's good. All right. Yeah. I love it. That's good. That's good. Good for you. Good. <laughs> I mean, we should let let me uh, let me pull up a calculator. Here. You're entitled to uh, you know free will. Your oh, own there whatever. It is. There you yeah. go. Yeah. Steve, all right. Blow me away, Steve. Blow me away. Take take me to your favorite place. I will. Steve said five point two, right? 5 .2. Yeah. That's my okay. score. Yeah. Plus seven. It, it's not to the Eight. score where I would go out of my way. Right. It, it's Guys, utility. listen, I'm not going to lie. Like, if this is your new career, like traveling the country and just scoring Mexican restaurants, you're welcome. Yes. <laughs> uh, you know, um, according to the calculator, that means Amori Tacos has an average score of 6.8. Okay. Uh, you know what? Uh, listen I'm here, you fuckers. I, I'm going to do this that... right now. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. No, 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 no. No. 6.8 is, you know what? I, I'll take that. Perfect. Yes. I'll you know what? People are listening to us for like music and I don't then give a shit. Don't care. Like, ah! We're talking food right now. We're gonna oh, have no. to have Andy back to really just more I'm talk sorry. about music. Dude, talk about oh, music. Okay. Yeah. So so Andy, I so you were where were you born? Because I hear an accent, dude. Wait a second, wait a second. Forget Andy for a second. Hold okay, on. hold on. No, and you speak Forget Andy for a second. This is this important. Andy, we love you. Hold on one second. Oh, well, first of all, I, I don't speak fluent Spanish. I do understand. That's awesome. Cool. Yeah, so I can I can answer you in, in English. Awesome, I understand yeah. most everything. That's cool. When, I didn't yell when I, when I when I met my ex-wife, her her English was rocky, so we spoke English all the time. Oh wow, okay, okay. <clears throat> yeah, That's yeah. cool. Nice. But man, what? I miss. I, actually, I think I'm going to Mexico in a couple months to go do some work for Brian Ristola. Whoa, nice! So I'm really excited. Dude, you're gonna have some good food, man. Mm. Uh, okay, man, so on keeps... Yelp, I'm sorry, Here Andy. He I, have to I do love this. this. Oh, I yeah. have to do this. On Does Yelp, also say six point eight. <laughs> Four and a half stars from everybody. <laughs> yeah. 
They have five stars, you know, one, two, three, four, five stars, right? So they have 2,566 2, reviews. What's the average? Probably good. The average is four stars. That's great. Good, good for them. Yeah. Nobody's <laughs> against their Araujo. business. May they stay no in one. business. A more, and I hope they're good. I mean, it was it was good. It was good. Like, for me, it was good utility it, Mexican. It was 6.8. 6.8. I'll yeah. take that. That's a four. According uh, to their right. average, it would be an 8.0. Closer to what I have with my 8.2. Oh, man, I love yeah. Tony. <laughs> All right. That would be and in this corner, the Italian stallion, Tony Pulio. Excuse me here. Base, 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 drink, well, drink, drink. Oh, I have yeah. to tell you one thing, Andy. You did something to me. Um, this is probably Just the once? ruckus crazy episode we had out of all 30. Um, you influenced me. I, I went and I got the... Uh, I did not do. No. Oh, you didn't go with Electro Foods? That's a rad shirt. I did something very close. That's a dope shirt. I got the fat fuck, the fat fuck B. Okay, you're gonna be very happy with that. A good buddy I'm of mine. Probably going has to one. Nice. Uh, the overdrive, the geranium, the internal part down way low because uh -huh. I want a little bit of. Just give yourself a little grind, just a little enough. I mean, I love kinda... the dark glass heavy stuff, but I like it more for progressive rock. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm doing in Dig. <clears throat> so I am, uh, the fat fuck is on its way. Good so, choice. Very, I don't know very if good choice. Fat fuck or fook. Fat fook. Fook. We uh, know what it's called. I think it's, I, I, that, yeah, I think it's uh, definitely fuck. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> I think so. But Electro Foods is one of my favorite small, uh, I love effects. One of my nice. favorite small effects companies are out of Philly. Cool. Um, I love supporting small companies. Nice. Mm -hmm. That's a great name. I like the right? name. Right? Electro Foods. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. rad. Huh. Yeah, those guys. There's also a, a Boston a small company, John Snyder, uh, Electronic Audio Experiments is one of my favorites too. He's out of Boston. Check him out, Tony. He's out, out of Tony. Boston? Okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. How's this yeah, stuff? he's getting huge. He's he his hand is in so many different companies helping them. Is he more of a guitar circuits. guy or bass guy? Nice. Um, his pedals all work for bass. Cool. Really? Huh? Yep. Ooh. Yeah, I, I have like three older versions of pedals of his. I have a newer version. Yeah, I, I'm a you big know, fan. Nobody uses overdrive in jazz and in the avant-garde jazz so better than you do, man. Well, I don't know about better, but I steal it all from uh, a guy named Stomo Takeshi, hmm. who uh, he actually um, is one of my favorite electric bass players of all time. He's a fretless player. Okay. Um, and uh, he played in this amazing trio, um, uh, Kwong Vu trio. And Kwong actually played in um, uh, Pat Metheny group for a little while. Oh, oh all right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, just to make the connection. But anyway, Stomo Takeshi is one of my heroes, and he, in that particular group, was using uh, a DL4 mm -hmm. to do a lot of looping, and yeah. he would mm -hmm. have like a rat pedal to get dirt sounds wow. all on fretless. It was that's badass. Nice, wow, unbelievable. I love that. Wow, huh? Wow. But when you hear me, when you hear me do that stuff, it's usually like uh, an offshoot of Stomo. That's cool. I have to check that out. I mm -hmm. out of the the group. I am the one that's on the side of no pedals. Steve has two pedals now. But I just yeah. got it. <laughs> Aguilar. I just got this. I don't know. I have First the of all, I love Aguilar. Yeah, I have the optimizer and I have this. 
Mm-hmm. And I may, threat, I may threaten to put it on a board. Uh, <laughs> that's like. don't, don't worry about the board, man. Just take them out. Let's play them. I'll just have fun. Some of our artists that are doing huge stadium things still set up everything with no board. Yeah. So I like that. But I'm kind I of mean, I love the Temple Audio board. I really do. Yeah. I love mm-hmm. how organized and neat it is. It's like, yeah. I, I just got so used to just grabbing, like, I, right now underneath my desk, I just have pedals. Nice. And I just got used to just grabbing things for different gigs just so sure. to, like, keep myself on my toes, you know? Got it. Mm-hmm. Got it. Yeah, so I'm gonna have fun with those. I, yeah, I'll I'll start experimenting. But hey, but before we wrap everything oh, up yeah. and get your socials, we have three questions for you, Andy. Oh, I forgot you said this was coming, and I purposely didn't look at the past end of episodes for this. Hey, we're going Good. to start with Mr. Araho, Mr. Five Point Two. Can you oh. please give your uh the, give the first question? I I may throw a wrench. Oh, I may steal somebody's. I may steal thing. someone's question. I think he's going to try to steal my question. Because I think that's what I say. <laughs> Poor Tony. Uh, so much love. Yeah, I know, man. All right, Andy, living or dead? I'll stick with mine. Hold on, let me. I need to see what it was. Uh, okay, who, uh, living or dead? Who would you like to have studied with? <clears throat> and I guess it could be music, but honestly, it just, anything. A- anything. Yeah. Uh, David Lynch. Dude. Whoa! Wow. I, I like love that. David Lynch. He's like one of my heroes. I, I, I've like watched every interview I can. I like, I would love to, I know it's that doesn't quite answer your question, but I no, would just love to just like, Are you kidding me? sit at David yeah. Lynch's house and watch him paint and yes. just have a conversation. I just listened to a podcast he was on. I think it was Conan O'Brien. Okay. Friends with Conan O'Brien or something like that. Or it was either... What a, but I I mean I've heard other stuff I fucking name it. That's rad. I like that. Love David. And he's so, and he really has a perspective on on the creativity. You know, I just, you know, I yeah. think part of it is that I, I really um I I can relate to I mean obviously he's like at this crazy level, but I relate to how he thinks about art. You know, I, yeah. I think that I there are so many there are a bunch of interviews where people ask him, you know, who are your favorite filmmakers? And he's, and his answer is always, listen, there's only 24 hours in a day. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I like to watch a film once in a while, but I have work to do, yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know? It, and I, it, and I appreciate that. that. That's cool. That's a rad answer. Mm-hmm. Nice. All right. Uh, ne- who's, who's next? Uh, Mr. Moody would be Mr. giving Moody. the next question. All right. Let's see. I think, I think I can um, do my own without stealing it from Tony. So let's see. Uh, living or dead, who would you like to jam with? Ooh. I get these to my question. Yes. Wow. Oh my God, so many people. Uh, pick so, two. No, I'll, I'll, I'll pick one because um, it would be alive. One of the people I went to New York to play with, and he actually did say in a conversation he would play anytime, and, and then this happened. So part of my desire to go back is to play with Ben Maunder. Ben Maunder is a, a great guitar player and oh, wow. oh. and definitely a hero of mine. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, if you don't know Ben's work, check yeah. out Ben. Actually, to go back to John Patitucci, he recorded bass on Ben's last, like, big, crazy record that he made. Really? Oh, cool. 
I'll have to check it out. Right. You got M O N D E R. Yeah. Okay. I'll have to yeah. check him out. That's fantastic. I've never. Yeah, he's him. he's one of the greatest guitar players, probably ever to live. I love yeah. hearing about a new artist. That's from awesome. Artists on you guys will like, you'll be so happy. Okay. Thank you. That's that's rad. Yeah. Nice. Uh, my last question, and it's kind of related to what we were having earlier. Um, <laughs> I love it. Our, our meltdown. <laughs> love you, Andy. Um, <laughs> living or dead, who would you like to have a meal with? Share a meal with. Who would you like that? Uh, Tony Polio. Me? Actually, we've had a meal together, but I, I want, <laughs> like, I, I, I want, okay, so other than Tony. We have broken bread before. We have broken bread before, and I've had your coffee, which is. Uh, somehow it put more hair on my chest. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> so who would I like to have a meal with? Um, damn. Uh, geez, man. It's because I just had some, you know, such a great time and I had some of this, but I look forward to every meal with every one of my friends again. And that actually makes me very emotional. I get that. Ooh. Holy shit. Wow. Yeah, yeah I, I miss everybody a lot. Yeah. Ooh. Wow. So I can't wait for every one of them. Man. Oof. Time for the water. Right. Oh. <laughs> Amen and cheers to that. Seriously. Yeah. People... You know. Oh. I've seen oh, a man. lot of my friends, but I have oh, man. a really good couple friend of mine that I see on the 4th of July. He's like a high school friend. I call him like my, my normal buddy, right? Because it's like, it's him and his wife and they have a great house in Wakefield of all places and they have their yeah. three daughters and everything's great and there's a huge party and there's lots of family. Yeah. And I'm usually the bartender over there every year. It's a big garage. That's great. He's near the fireworks down there on the lake. So we see the fireworks in the lake and I'm always barely able to get home. And uh, <laughs> I'm like, Gina, here you go, right? So um, they're very cautious about being a, they have an immune compromised younger daughter. Oh, sweetheart, oh, yeah. Okay. And you know, I was putting off the vaccination for a while, and I heard from his wife, "We're really not seeing anybody." And right now, because unless they're vaccinated, and most of my friends aren't like that, but I have some that are like that. And hearing that said, that motivated me. Yeah. My love for wanting to see them. <sighs> made me want to do it i mean mm -hmm. there's no better motivation yeah right Whew. beautiful yeah. man man that's that thank you andy thanks for that, that of course thank you guys wow so andy where can everyone find you and your <laughs> material online i will put a little link right under your face thank you so much um <laughs> I should have written this stuff down. I have a Bandcamp page, um, Andrew Dow. I think it's Andrew Dow 11 or something. See, I'm so unprofessional. I, got we'll use I am never going to get a, a sponsorship if I can't get my shit together. I, will I would give you a tsunami. Well, I'll look up. I'm looking are. it up right now. I was going to say, we have the internets and the uh, the Googles, and we could find you. The Googles. <laughs> I have a Bandcamp page. with with. I have two solo records, and I have an EP with a couple um, old... Uh, uh, live tracks yeah um cool. so but really most of the i don't even okay guys i don't know how much time we have i'm going to answer this and then i have a question for you okay. um i don't have a website right now okay. uh, mm -hmm. i do most of what i do on instagram 
Um, and that includes photography and, and oh, other nice. things that and video work that I do. So what's your I'm handle trying, on Instagram? Uh, it is Andrew Dow 11. Okay, cool. And then John, you had a statement you want to make John. I was going to say, yes, on Bandcamp it is just Andrew Dow. That's it. Cool. D O W. Yep. Cool. I'll put, a, I'll put links on there for sure. So thank you for asking. And I'm, I'm working on new material right now for, uh, two different records. One is being recorded end of September. Uh, with a group, uh, Elliot Cardino on piano um, and Max Goldman on drums from uh, Rhode Island. Nice. Um, I just spoke to my friend Michael Atias. If he's in this country, he's going to come up and record. He's a hero of mine and a good friend now, and I'm just grateful for him. Nice. And then he's going to help me with some material for another record that's going to be drumless, uh, actually bass-based. That's two drinks for Tony. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then with a classical vocalist friend of mine and some other fun things. So that'll be a little different. So there's some new material coming up pretty soon. Oh, that's awesome. Man. Thank you for asking. Uh, my question to you guys is, and I'm sorry, I know we're wrapping up, but I meant to ask this. It's okay. Do you feel like having a, an artist having a website is important these days? I don't think, I don't know. Because there's so many arguments you can make for or against. Sure. You know, I, I think I see a lot. I, I guess I would say if you have one, make sure it is current and you are devoting time to it for maintenance. Yeah. Because there is, I have no problem with, you know, artists just sending me stuff like this, like Bandcamp, Instagram, Facebook. Okay, these are all my social media things. This is how I connect to my audience. Perfect, because that's what we want anyway. We want to see mm -hmm. how you connect with your audience. But then if you hand me a web page and you look down at the bottom and it says copyright, not, uh, you know, 2018, and <laughs> or it's a blog thing, and the last blog post you did was from October of 2017, we have a problem. <laughs> so I, I don't think it's necessarily needed as long as you are easy to find. But... If you have it, because, and I know a lot of people just put a flash page up that just say, you know, it'd be like, welcome to Andrew Dow. Here's all my socials. Yeah. Right. A glorified, you know, so that's the part I like, a glorified business card. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Like if it's just a splash page with like here, bang, a sample of everything, where to find me, where to go, everything, uh, you know, the, the business card aspect of it. That's actually cool. I never thought about that. That's really cool. Acceptable. Yeah. Yeah. Again, like to echo not necessary but if you have it maybe kind of have a little bit of something updated you know and it's always nice to have control over it you know like i've you know it, you have to that's just one of those things that's good to learn anyways like know how to update your own website. i would suggest to any artist yeah. to have it yeah hey, you know let's say you're dealing with um you're going for gig big gig a and big gig a management comes to you and says Tell me about you. Well, without having to shuffle through a lot of details, you could go to website yeah. B and see everything. There's videos, there's tracks. Right. Um, there's not like some running blog and here's my dates I'm gigging. No, it's my business card can be found at this URL. Um, it's very easy to navigate. It'll be one splash page and everything that you're asking for will be right there. Yeah. That's it's good to hear. I like that. That's a good idea. And you know, it's good to hear from you guys who are in the industry just because um, 
I think, you know, a lot of us are trying to figure out if that's even important these days because things yeah. are starting to shift. Sure. Keep it short, simple, to the point. Yeah. I dig that. Yeah. Timeless, you know? Yeah. It's like a woman in a black skirt. It'll, it worked 100 years ago, it'll work 100 years from now, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Steve? <laughs> I like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Andy, can't thank you enough, my friend. I mean, it's absolutely a pleasure, guys. What a rad conversation, and we're just really glad you know you came on here. And that obviously you're safe, your family's safe, and yeah, and I hope and, the same uh, for you all. Yeah, mm -hmm. man, and and uh, I particularly got to thank you for the um, that heartfelt answer, like buckled us. It's freaking rad. I love that. I, I hey, really man. I mean, we all we all miss yeah. each other. Yeah. that's what it comes down to. Exactly. So. Um, and on that note, we close this out. We keep talking shit, but we turn the recording off. <laughs> so now the green room. Yeah, and the green room. So big bottom episode 30. 30, 30 dirty, 30. With Congratulations, guys. Thanks, Thank guys. Thank you so All right. much. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye.